Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. Welcome to episode 35 of First Frames First. I'm your host, Adrian. I'm your even better host, Jason. Hi guys. Um, so, welcome, welcome, so welcome. Sometimes I have to send Adrian money uh, via the bank account. You know, he buys a thing, uh, the company has to pay him back. And you know if you do an e-transfer... You give a security question, right? You're like, what's your mother's name? What street did you grow up on? So I gave him the security question, who is the better golfer? And my name is the answer. And every time I get to just see if he decides if he wants the money or not. It's my favorite thing. Uh, yeah, I want the money. Give me the money. Yeah, that it, it is a very dick move. Right? Yeah. Because I know you're manipulating me. Uh, feels good. Playing me like a flute. Um, How's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> good. Yeah. Excellent. I got to play golf twice. Uh, no, I got to play golf once in the weekend. I have not had a chance to play golf. I have been editing like a madman. How? What are you editing right now? Right now, working on uh, Out of Eight Limbs. Okay. Which, so, is the Muay Thai, which is our Muay Thai show with Bell Media. And we just are... We just we have we have a deadline, a looming deadline, and the, it is a substantial amount of work because yeah. we have done a substantial amount of filming. Yeah. So just trying to get that through the let's, door. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about a couple quick things. So just just I mean, if you're tuning into episode thirty five, this is your first show ever. Uh, this is the Fable Forest Films podcast about our film journey, mm -hmm. uh, what's going on with us. Uh, every two weeks, we sit down, we have a chit chat, try to catch up and catch you guys up on what we're doing. Yep. So right now in the hopper, we are in the midst of shooting our third feature film. It's a horror murder mystery uh, called Shifted, and uh, that's dum, 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 that's kind of it's kind of on hold just for a moment. Yeah. Uh, while we work on our uh, Muay Thai fight documentary. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by Bell. As we said, we just got to, we were in the midst of shooting Shifted, and yeah. we just got a, a wonderful opportunity that had a deadline. So we right. got a, a docu series through Bell Media, and it yeah no, there is an end date. Whereas with our movie, we yeah our end date is set for the end of the year. Yeah, we would like to be finished shooting the film by um, finish editing the film by December, so that we can do a February release. Yeah, I'm I'll, I'll say it here, and it's okay. We can share our. Uh, happiness or displeasure, whichever way it comes up, but um, we are trying to get. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. And how about you? Good. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, we are trying to finish the film, finish editing, and get everything. At... We're good. I'm gonna give you more. Okay. Good. We are going to finish editing, wrap up the movie, and get ready to submit it to Fantasia Film Festival. 
uh, in Montreal. It's a big, uh, a great big fest that we'd love to get into with this feature. And um, the deadline for submission is February All next right. year, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. That's uh, we're pushing hard to make that deadline. Yes. Um, so we, I mean, we have time, but we don't have tons of time. And and I'm sure, uh, to be fair to all of our actors, um, they're probably getting a little tired of waiting on us. Big time. Yeah. I'm. You know what I'm most afraid of? I know this sounds silly, but probably not. Um, we are June. And we finished filming in April, mm-hmm. March, mm-hmm. end of March. Yeah. People might have different skin tones now. Yes. Are we afraid of that? So, so are you going to color code people's faces? Or are we no. going to just... So, this is going to be fun for you guys that are watching. When you watch our movie... When you watch the movie, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled for about All of a sudden. 15, 20 minutes of the film left. People are tanned. What is happening? <laughs> what happened? Why is they why are they so brown and delicious looking? And then they jump back to untanned yeah, yeah, yeah. because we've already filmed the ending. Because they oh. really they really got afraid. They really got yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pale skin. So basically, you know, yeah. we are we are working away. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, uh, just quickly talk about the footage. What we're learning about shooting a documentary period. Yeah. Um, this this is our first attempt at trying to film anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, although you you did um, gymnastics. Yeah. Um, the documentary on gymnastics. Okay, maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. No, and it's just. I mean, the thing is, what what we're learning is that really you want to dive into the story behind who the fighters are. Like a lot of the questions that we asked were kind of, you know, hey, what's your name? What's your training schedule like? Right. And. To be honest, like nobody really cares about that. What they want to know is that, like, they care, but I, I hit the bag for 20 minutes, I skip for, you know, then I do push-ups and sit-ups, and then I go for a run, and everyone gets it. But, like, really what we want to know is... Who that person is. Yeah. Do you come from a single mother family? Mm-hmm. You know, have, is your dad, has your dad deserted the family, and this is part of the reason that you're fighting? So, what we or need to learn is... did you is, grow up in a wonderful home, nothing wrong... Had a fifty dollar a week allowance no, that's and just boring. want to punch somebody in the face. That's boring. You don't get on our documentaries if you if you just have a happy life. Why not? No. You need to be broken in some way. Well, what if a happy life has broken you in some way? Oh, then we're in. So, so this is the thing. But what we need to learn is you actually need to drill down behind the behind what the story really is. You need to. Mm, you need to, when you're asking the questions, your structured questions that you have, when you realize that you, there is something, you got to grab that bone and then you got to follow that line of questioning all the way down. And I think you got to look for it. You do. Yeah. You got, you, like the we whole did. time we, you're looking for the magic. Yeah. You're like, all of this is, all of these questions are great and they're the foundation, but they're not the magic. Right. They are just the, they're what people expect. Yeah. So... Well, we've learned a lot, and I, I think like it's not it's nothing against uh, the fighters, and they did absolutely nothing wrong. They yeah, answered yeah. our questions, um, but yeah, like the the one that you just mentioned, where we were like, "What's your training regimen like? How many days a week do you train?" The thing is, they're all fighters preparing for a fight, so they're like, "Right now, I'm training six days a week. I'm in the gym in the morning at five thirty. Blah 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 blah. I do this, I do that, and all of them sound exactly the same. They so do, yeah, um, they're all working hard to." push themselves to get ready for the fight right um now it's interesting and it's cool to hear because 
some people might get motivated by the fact that these guys are at the gym six days a week or seven days or whatever, yeah. four hours a day. Um, we were just talking to Dan uh, last week, or the, yeah, last week, and he was saying, yeah, I was training about two hours a day. Now I'm training five hours a day. I'm like, five hours a day? How do you even do that? Where? Yeah, you, got, you, you, are de- you are deciding in your life to be a fighter. Right. Like, yeah. it, is a, it is a decision. I'm going to fight and be a fighter. Right. I hardly work five hours a day. <laughs> I will, we'll cut that out. Please cut that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so essentially, so we learned a lot in, in the asking of the questions. You're looking for the story. Um, but beyond that, we have, we have a lot of footage. Yeah. We have a lot. And, it's great. Um, we, we, have, we have interviews with each fighter. We have footage of them training. So that their whole training regiment, all the sit-ups and the push-ups and the skipping. Yeah, and yeah. Shadow boxing and all that kicking the bags and all that stuff for each fighter. Um, we have their coaches talking about who they are. Everybody talking about the gym and the city and all this kind of stuff. And we're really trying to like condense it down mm-hmm. into these... Originally, we said 12-minute episodes. It might be a little bit longer. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, But even if it's longer, it's going to be tight. Punchy. It's going to feel really quick and, yeah. and awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, if, if we can get everything into the 12-minute sort of area, yeah. it should be a pretty punchy episode. Yeah. You should you should sit there and be like, holy smokes, we just got a lot of story in 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because 12 minutes is you know what we agreed with, with Belle. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so yeah, it should be good. We have... We have footage of the people outside the gym just doing random things, telling mm-hmm. stories about their lives. We have uh, uh, this special footage where it's like slow motion skipping with backlit and mm-hmm. wrapping their hands in slow-mo and all this kind of stuff. And then, of course, we have the actual fights and the lead up to the fights and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, the whole fight night oh, section. Oh, post-fight interview. So yeah, yeah. we have a lot of stuff, a lot of great yeah, yeah. great footage, a lot of great stories. So yeah. this is exciting. Yeah, so it, it, it is a lot. Um, and... Um, yeah, we, we just had a little glitch right now where uh, Jason just came came around to, to kind of have a look at things. And I opened up the project and um, a whole bunch of the clips have moved, shifted. shifted in some way to a, to like different <laughs> different sections. So so normally... It's you, like a, a mystery. If he doesn't fix it, it's, it's going to be a mystery. Yeah. So like usually you, you would go through, you would have a really long clip and then you would say... I'm going to murder you. Yes, yeah. I, I, I understood that. You got that? Okay, good. But I'm a, I, you will attempt to murder me and I will crush you <laughs> into a fine powder and snort you. Ew, yeah. gross. I know, no. but then we would be one. Aww. Hug it out. Hug it out. Okay. <laughs> no, no. So anyway, yes. a whole bunch of the, when we open it now tonight, a whole bunch of the clips had moved. It's terrible. I have to fix it. It's a lot of... It's a, it'll probably be at an hour or two hours of work just to like which is a waste like, you don't want to waste that happen yeah you don't want to waste two hours going back to do something you already did you want to spend yeah. that two hours moving on, on keeping keeping going but it was so. good it was good for me to see it um yeah that's usually my mo is i come in at the close to the end or in the middle mm-hmm. and just start to look at how you started to put things together and um you know i threw out a couple of quick comments um, especially with the the history Muay Thai history stuff, um, but it's looking awesome. And yeah. you can like I wouldn't want anybody else to see it because no the, one that is doesn't that no one that doesn't work in video yeah. should ever see it in an in a non finished state. Agree. Because if you if you're not used to video, 
and you see you only see finished polished things right if you don't make actually make videos then when you see an in construction video you don't get that things have to be fixed all 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 you'd be is you'd be sitting there going this is not so good this is terrible why did, I don't, that, why did that cut like yeah that? why did that look like that so it takes time to get into the mind frame when you're like you can see the construction and how the video is coming together and you know that the process is not done yet yeah so, you know you kind of in your mind you can see the pieces of the training videos you're going to be overlaying over certain mm -hmm. pieces when the guy says something like um you know, oh, you know, when he hit me there, I saw lights or whatever. Mm -hmm. You you know what's going to come next overlaid over top of that voiceover yeah. and things like that. So um, it's it's looking really good. I, I really like the opening. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be music. It's going to be quicker. It's going to be a little flashier, but it's uh, it's coming along really nicely. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Good work. Thanks, man. I mean, it's probably you're doing tons and I'm doing so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is my jam right now. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. All, it's all me right now. So, um, uh, oh, oh yeah. So, uh, and just to, I'm going to bring us back to Shifted there. Were oh, we moving good. on? No, let's talk about Shifted, yeah. Yeah, moving on from Muay Thai. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, we have a, an editor coming on to help us. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Scott Clark is a local editor in the and filmmaker in the region. And he does a lot of work for CTV. Right. And I uh, have been working with him recently um, as part of my part-time work. And um, he also came and shot for us on Fight Night. He shot on Muay Fight Thai. Night on, on Muay Thai. And I know that he, he does editing stuff. Yeah. And I asked him if he would help, you know, while I'm neck deep in, in Muay Thai, if yeah. he would help with Shifted, sort of uh, sync up all the audio and then uh, start, to prep, prep start to prep the now footage. Now, does, does he know how you work or does he work in a similar fashion? He will no. He he'll do he'll he will do according to the way that we would. Okay. We I have set it out. So in the project file, when he opens it, he will see how I've done some of the things, mm -hmm. and he will probably he will Take be able to replicate. There. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, tonight uh, we were supposed to have a special guest star. We'll we'll put that out. We'll postpone it uh, till another night. We won't say who, but I I did speci uh, specifically wear the shirt that they created for me. So this was the. Uh, the Art of Eight Limbs at Maxwell's. Um, it was cool. We had yeah. all of our guys. Show them the back. Uh, uh, I will post a picture. All of our guys had these shirts yeah, on yeah, fight yeah. night. We felt, I like felt a team. professional. Like felt a like team. a team. Yeah. On the back, I don't know how high this thing goes, but uh, on the back it says Fable Forest Films. Fable Forest crew. Films crew. And these are all the logos, the Fight Schools, Bell 5, TV1, Fable Forest. Yeah. Boom. On we go. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty great. It felt amazing. We got our picture taken and we got up on a on the Snapped Magazine. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. You've probably seen it everywhere in every coffee shop across Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, and I suppose also, I'll just mention as well, um, that two of our uh, folks are working on uh, the final revision of the monster. Amazing. Um, so Dave Guthrie from Mangled FX and Tabby Weaver um, are collaborating on the monster and the schmaltz that goes over the monster so oh, amazing um it's looking amazing and uh we should have uh, some more updates really soon and then we should my hope is that as we wrap muay thai we are ready to go with monster mm -hmm. and then we can move right back in and finish up shifted so i'm i'm excited to just get those two things uh moving yeah and, and then uh whoops sorry and then um 
yeah, it's going to be exciting. As soon as we get shifted into full-on edit mode, uh, there'll be time for new and exciting things. Yeah, and I, I will tell you, I have a, a little bit of sadness mm. because I was wandering around today and I was like, I haven't written in a really, really long time. Just because there's no point in writing right now. I have yeah. too much, too many other parts of the, the film production puzzle that need my attention. Yeah. That writing is just like, I really enjoy it, but I really just have to, you have to put it away for yeah. now. I need to edit. Um, and then it, it is sad, but um, I'm looking forward to getting back on that bandwagon. Anyway. Yeah. Amazing. Don't be sad. Each piece of the puzzle needs to be worked. Quickly. Yeah. Um, any more updates? That's 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 everything. That's everything. That's where we is. So the one thing I wanted to do, and we're fifteen minutes in, so we'll we'll wrap this up quickly. But but I want this to kind of be an ongoing thing for a little while. And we'll start with you. Um, but uh, you know we're thirty five episodes into this show, and we've really never talked about um, our background or our history too much. Um, you know maybe here and there people have got like a little bit of a taste. So um, I thought we would just start off by asking you some questions about your early years. Okay. Um, so, uh, first off, I mean, probably everybody can, can guess, um, but maybe talk to us a little bit about, um, just where you're from and like, you know, you know, just sum up your life in about three minutes. Yeah. You could just, no, Do I mean, no, but just, just give us like a little bit of like early, early Adrian years. Like, yeah. where you, you know, where, where, how did your parents meet? Would you know much about uh, like, uh, oh, what, oh, like yeah. give us a little bit of like what, you know what transpired now you're you were born in south africa yeah and uh your mom and dad lived there when yeah so how did that how did that come to pass well this is this is uh, wow um yeah my, my mother's from saskatchewan originally so she's from rosetown saskatchewan okay actually herschel saskatchewan is it, is that near a big city or is it like way out it's it's about I think it's about I'm gonna say an hour and a half from Saskatoon, mm -hmm. which is one of the big cities. Mm -hmm. um, but Herschel currently Herschel has about twenty residents. And wow! Yeah, the town is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking because the grain elevators went away. And this is the same Herschel that the Herschel bags. Um, so you know the the, the Canadian-made bags that are like Herschel bags. Do you know? You're not cool enough for that. So there's a very, very trendy bag at the moment called okay. the Herschel bag. And it's based on the small, tiny little town. Um, anyway, so Mother Dearest, she got religion. And she she could go on a, uh, go and teach religion. Now, oh. it's, it's the Baha'i religion that my mother belonged to. Baha'i? Yeah. Give us a... What, what, first of all, have you ever been back to Saskatchewan? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. recently. Yeah. I took the two girls to Saskatchewan. It was very difficult to travel in the airplane with those two little angels. <laughs> Tell us, what is, what is the Baha'i religion? Is it a Christian religion? No, it's oh. not Christian. It was actually born out of um, Islam, but the, the, but the basic fundamentals of the religion is... So they, they believe that all the religions are correct, mm -hmm. um, but that all the religions are correct for their time. Okay. So they came at a certain time. The Baha'i religion is the most relevant religion right now, is what they believe. Although the other religions are also right. So do they? They believe in that kind of um, all religions gods are the one god or something like that. Or yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Every there is one god, and they all. But they all match up. Yeah. Even 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 uh, they're all religions the same that are thing. 
multi-gods, it's really still the same thing, and they're all kind of merged into one sort of idea. Now, I can't speak for them. Oh, you should. Yeah, <laughs> but I think so, yeah. yeah. All, all, but, uh, so, and their basic fundamental belief is that uh, unity is, you know, um, and equality. Before the lights go out. <laughs> unity between, unity and equality between men and women and equality between black and white and, you know, all the race. Mm-hmm. So this should just equality. That's the primary lesson. Okay, it's a, it is a great religion. Now, and it was I'm born out religious. of Saskatchewan. No, no, no. Or... Born out of Islam. Oh. So it was born in the Middle East okay. about two hundred years ago. Okay, I think they okay. just had their their bicentennial was like last Amazing. last year. So anyway, she got religion. She came over to South Africa. She met my father, who was also a Baha'i and still a practicing Baha'i, and they had a baby. That baby was was me. So we we wandered around South Africa. They divorced when I was before I can remember. So, okay. Okay. So then my mother remarried, and my father was around, and then eventually he also remarried, and I have, uh, I have six siblings okay. from various marriages. My mother married three times. My father married three times, and so I got a lot of halves and steps Amazing. coming out of my ears. Uh, when did you When did you leave South Africa? Like, how long were you in South Africa for? Until I was twenty four. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I lived in South Africa. And you grew up with your dad, though? No. I lived oh. with my mom. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was it. It was a good life. I had so, I had a really... Like, South Africa is known for crime and for, you know, for... Um, I mean, for the... Obviously, the wildlife and the animals and blood diamonds and things like that. But, but mostly, like, the international community knows how dangerous South Africa is. Diplomatic community. Diplomatic Krugerans. community. But, um... I had a really great upbringing in South Africa. I had really good friends. Mm-hmm. I School was easy, so I just had a lot of fun. I played sport. So we would never put you on our show because your life was perfect. Yeah, well, I mean, just I was very lucky that nothing bad ever happened to me personally. Yeah. Um, it happened all around me, and you, you are nervous, and you're always aware of what's going on. But, like, nothing bad happened to me. Hmm. I, I mean, aside, I had two cars stolen. But like, that's not to me, you know, right, you're right, just right. angry because someone took your things right. or someone, and I was burgled, you know, but like, I never had a gun pulled on me or like somebody being held hostage, which has happened to close friends where they, you know, somebody comes into your house with a gun and locks you in the bathroom and there you've got to sit while they ransack your house and you don't know whether they're going to shoot you or not at all. It's wow. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has happened to close friends of mine and it happens all the time in, in, in countries where you have, you know, you have people who have and you have the have-nots. And you, when you have poor people with guns, they say, well, I'm going to go and take that what that person has because I want it. So in Canada, we have the have-nots, but they just don't have guns. No, you do not have have-nots. No, in not Canada. even close. No. The, the, like the bread line in Africa is like the bottom of the, the bottom in Africa is nothing. Like you can't feed yourself. The bottom in Canada is you have showers and a nice a nice home that you can go or and food when and you food need it. when you need it and if you were to go anywhere and just be like I'm and you were really hungry you would get food you would you can survive like the bread line in in Canada is like it's pretty high up right we have it good here very good it's one of the most functional societies in the world hundred hmm. percent I think that only uh, the uh, probably the only in my opinion and I'm not, I don't have experience but the from what I hear, the Slavic countries like Norway and Finland and those guys also, their their sort of social system 
just works. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like it. I mean, if you can go to university for free mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to do whatever you want, they're doing something right. Yeah. Um, and Canada's right, right up there, man. This place is awesome. So what um, what kind of uh, jobs did your parents have when you were growing up? Yeah, my, my dad worked in a factory as mm-hmm. a sort of a managing the stock of a factory. Um, and my mother was a music teacher and she started an orchestra company, which was a charity. Yeah. Which was basically, so her dream was to bring music to underprivileged kids. And so she did. She started a, the orchestra company and they were a charitable organization and she would hunt down money to run the company so that she could uh, go and teach music to underprivileged kids. Oh. And one of the big, one of the big things was um, uh, instruments. So they would get secondhand instruments and then they would take those instruments into the townships and to, to people who, who would never normally encounter classical music and she would take the classical music to them. So she was kind of a superhero. Wow. Yeah, she's a cool chick. That is very cool. She's dead now. No, I know that. Oh. I know that. Thanks for bringing it up. Sorry. No, it's cool. What, um, did she have any, uh, um, like, particular... Yeah. Particular big wins or, you know what I mean? Like, anything really cool that kind of... uh, Well, I will say, like, she decided to leave um, South Africa and come back to Canada. um, And they got just a huge grant from the lottery that she had been working on for years and years and years so that the company would be able, the orchestra company would probably be able to run for like five years or something like that. They, they would have enough money to be able to run for five years. So that was a huge... Like the lottery lottery? Like how we know it? or Yeah, yeah. Really? So... so because, Oh, so like like 649 or whatever exactly. does those things where they're like, we're helping people and the whatever. Blah, 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 blah. So they, they, like they, they run the national lottery and like... Half of it is prize money, and yeah. the other half goes to what to help whoever, right? That's so amazing. She, so she put in an application, and they got a huge sum of money. Huge. I mean, the yeah, company could run. Them. The company could probably run for I don't know. I'm guessing here, but a, a number of years. Wow. Where so that was a, that was a big win. And your I remember I remember you telling me a story about your dad being like a, a salesman of sorts. Yeah. He did sales. He would he would be on the road. He would have a trunk full of things. Now this is way before my time, and I don't like I don't. But he would have fancy gadgets in his car, and he would drive around and sell to people. That's weird. I I don't know why, but in my mind, and I don't know where this comes from, but I I have this uh, vague recollection that you told me he sold bricks. Oh no! So so yes, we went on a trip. So my dad. He wanted to start a business. Okay. Where? where now this where, was how how old are you at this point? No, nah, this was last. I, so this was before I came to Canada the last time. So this was about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So my dad, he there was a machine. You pile in. You have the sand right there. Yeah. You make the mixture. Yeah. And this little machine will make bricks. Okay. So, yeah. So my dad was like, you know, let's take this up into Africa. Let's see if we can get it to the places where they need to make schools. You know, yeah. So that these guys can make their own bricks, and you know, it'll be a thing. So anyway, we took a trip up into Zambia, went and spoke to various people, and um, it was very exciting. It was a great father-son trip. Yeah. But um, I think the loopholes that you need to jump through in order to make the connections, especially with government, in order to be able to bring these machines, it was probably a little too rich for my dad's blood. I think. You know what I mean? I just it always. I don't know. I don't know how it came up at one point, but it always stuck with me that your dad was a traveling brick salesman. 
like, I mean, like guys would like carry their big things of books, like Bibles or whatever, and you'd show up. Three Mrs. different Mrs. kinds of Mrs. Brick. Johnson. <laughs> what brick would you like? <laughs> right. So yeah, no, that was good. And my dad's a very adventurous person, and he tries many, many different things. Yeah. And that was one of the things he tried. So that was cool. We went to a father-son trip. We hopped in the car, drove from South Africa up into Zambia, which was amazing. We drove through Zimbabwe, which, uh, so I got to drive through um, uh, Bulawayo, which is, which, is an old, which is a town and they have these really wide streets. And so Zimbabwe sort of fell into economic ruin. And so it was really interesting to see a town where the, where the central business district, the CBD, is like empty. Mm, like ghost no town? One. Yeah. Because no one's in there. Yeah. And anyway, it was it was crazy. It was cool. Yeah. And when did you um when did you first start your kind of film journey? Do we even want to get into this today? We're looking at the time. I'm just, yeah. I'm just well, give us a little susan. I'll, I'll just I'll just tell I'll just word. let you know and we'll have to we'll have to do we'll have to, we'll have to do the opposites one time. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Um but I was going to go into university for engineering because I had no idea and maths and science were my strong suits. Mm-hmm. But you weren't a writer as a young kid or in high school? No. Yeah. No. And I just, I'd be heavily into drama. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I would write plays and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was just love drama and, um, and acting and directing plays. And that was part of my school life. Mm. And I didn't realize that film was something that you could study until I had the form in front of me and. I saw that uh, film, film and media was a thing you could take. So you were like, are you telling me you were like, well, I'm applying to engineering today. Oh, film. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. And that, was, that was it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I was like, and this was the question. I was like, I was like, engineering, security, yeah. film, fun and happiness. <laughs> I was like, I take fun and happiness, and then that, that's kind of that. It, and a lot of people don't live that way. Yeah, and I do, and it is. You you would take security for sure. I did. Yeah, and and like it comes with pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you take security, then generally you get a really good job, and I mean. Now for you, so so uh, let and because this is an interesting dynamic. So would you say? that you're now i know you got burgled and you got your car stolen mm-hmm. um but when you grew up grew up excuse me were you uh middle class were you fairly well off as a family unit were you i mean it, like you, now i know your parents split and stuff yeah, but, yeah um were you in a good place financially would you say so I was, in the context of south africa yes yeah like because there are so many very very poor people mm-hmm. we were we were well off we had everything we wanted, but in the in a Canadian context, we did not have a lot. Right. So we had like all of our toys were just secondhand toys, which was that was how everybody lived. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a new toy. Yeah, Canada is a very rich country. And when we toss our toys out, they go to South Africa. Yeah. Well, Probably. I mean, but the thing is, they just it, it is a rich country where people can buy a lot of things. Yeah. And the rest of the world that is not first world doesn't live like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, yes, we were fine. We were good. We yeah. were mid- in South Africa. We were we were middle class. Yeah. Um, but we weren't. You know, you're not running around going on holiday all the time, and you you are watching your money all the time. But your guns were made of gold. My, no. But you know what? Did you have guns? Yes. And you know what? 
my parents, my, my mom and my stepfather and my little brother once went on holiday. Yeah. And I was like 16 and I was staying. I was not going to Egypt. It was going to be stupid. I was going to stay and party with my friends. I know. I was so, so, so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Really trying to, oh really God. just trying to make sexy time. Anyway, my stepfather was like, here's a gun. It's loaded. Don't kill him. <laughs> well, I mean, kill someone. If you and have and to, he yes. left me with a loaded gun. And it was awesome. And I was just 16, but uh, you know. Yeah. Wild. Um, my final question was, uh, um, in, in South Africa, if, is it, is it looked down upon to be well off? Like, no, no. so, so when there you, are, if there you are, can afford to go to university, people are like, oh, you are going to university for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's not a, it's, if you can afford it, yeah, it's not even an option. You gotta go to university. And so would anybody be like. You're rich, my man, because not only are you going to university, you're going to super fun time university. You're not even going to get a real job. No, I would. I, I was don't filmmaking think so. a big thing in South Africa when you were. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the thing is, it just depends what what part of filmmaking you're talking about. Like mm-hmm. there was there's and there probably still is a lot of productions that come from Europe and the states mm-hmm. to film in South Africa because it's so cheap, right? And the crews there are really really experienced and, I mean, amazing. World-class crews, world-class equipment for less money. So a lot of people go and shoot there. Well, let's talk more about South Africa and your childhood another time. But yeah. for today, let's fucking wrap it up. Yeah, let's do it. Because we keep these episodes shorter now. Toit. And we don't really want to hear any more about you today. But South Africa is amazing. It, it really is cool. Do you want to do trivia today? Sure. Just do a couple. I'm ready to throw these in the garbage. It's trivia time, where Jay and Adrian don't know anything about tri- trivia. And also, nobody wants to hear me sing. Here we go. We're doing two. I will start. Who was elected mayor of Carmel, California, in 1986? That's not a movie question. That's a political question. Oh, do you know who it is? It's Clint Eastwood. God damn it! <laughs> Because it was a movie question. Yeah, right. And he's a mayor. <laughs> In what film does Jeff Bridges play a member of the Boston Bomb Squad? Blown away. I'm going to be so mad if you get it. Yeah. What a movie. Is it good? Oh, so I, good. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Tommy Lee Jones is a bomb maker. Yeah. And all he wants, his he just wants his bombs to go off. A bomb that doesn't go off is like an offense to his personal wow. self. Wow. And Jeff Bridges is uh, is like a detective. That's that really cool. Fucking amazing. Blown away is great. Okay. We gotta watch that. Here's the thing. I might be remembering it with the fondness of time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I love Blown Away. That sounds good. I mean, that's a good setup. Who did Cary Grant say was the most beautiful actress he ever worked with? I looked at the back because I have no idea. Uh, I'm just gonna pick. I'm just gonna pick. Uh, who's the blonde one? Who's the who's the super blonde one? Super baby blonde one. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna sit here until you tell me who the blonde one is. Ingrid Bergman. Is that who it is? Well, that's what the card says. Who's the blonde one? I don't know. Who's the super 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 duper? Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, that's the one. Name the character played by Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. 
I can't. George Small. The one with AIDS. <laughs> Andrew Beckett. Okay, 1-1. One, one. So, so uh, have you seen that movie? No. It is also excellent. Mm-hmm. Made me cry. And uh, Antonio Banderas is his gay lover. Amazing. Yeah. And this movie is old. Yeah. Like It was a big deal. A huge deal. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, anything further to wrap it up? No, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Episode 35. Take, take us away. Okay. Never mind. Bye. Dream big. Work hard. No. We're done. I'm We're done no, with this no, episode. No, no, no. It's over. No, no, no. We got to do it right. Dream big. <laughs> Jay. Jay, we got to do it right. Work hard. Thanks for watching. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.